Hey everybody, how are you? This is Chris. This is episode 154 of the Libertarian Republican Podcast. Uh, so I know it's been a long time since I've done an episode and uh, I apologize, but uh, uh, this one is about Joe Biden's corruption and the timeline because I'm trying to figure it all out and and it's hard to, there's so many names and these Russian and Ukrainian names and, and uh, uh so I, I wanted to, tr- the way I understand things is chronologically, that's <laughs> just the way I am. I can't really, I can't really understand anything unless I start at the beginning. Um, so, uh, so starting at the beginning, okay, you've got Joe Biden is the, is the, uh, a Senator for 50 years and his son, Hunter Biden is basically a, just a complete loser has absolutely nothing to offer the world. Except that uh, access to his his dad. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, let's face it. That's what we're dealing with here. Uh, influence peddling, and uh, he starts a so Hunter Biden. This is one of those little details that that people seem to miss. I think Hunter Biden starts a company called Rosemont Seneca. Wow, that sounds really really uh, respectable, doesn't it? Rosemont Seneca. To me, it sounds a lot like uh, another organization started, another company, totally fraudulent company, started by another con artist and fraudster. Uh, remember, have you ever seen the, the Wolf of Wall Street? Stratton Oakmont, right? I mean, Rosemont Seneca sounds an awful lot like Stratton Oakmont. Oh, yeah, it sounds super, super... Um, um, respectable and and uh, well yeah it's been i mean the the movie if you haven't seen the wolf of wall street it's just absolutely brilliant movie it's, it's fantastic and um leonardo dicaprio is is terrific and it's hilarious but but it, it's based on a true story basically these guys just started this company and they named it they just completely made the name up to, to sound uh, respectable so that's what Rosemont Seneca sounds like to me. So him and uh, so Hunter Biden and his his friend Archer Devin Archer, they, they they in 2014 they were hired by Barisma and they were paid a fortune. Hunter Biden apparently was paid fifty thousand, maybe eighty thousand a month. So this guy's being paid a fortune, and and what? Why did they hire him? Did they hire him for his business acumen, for his, his extensive legal and business experience? No, they hired him because he's the son of the of the uh, of the vice president at the time. So, and it's all part of the the transition that was going on in in Ukraine because I've talked about this a thousand times, and basically the the American government wanted to topple the U, the Ukrainian government. Um, because it was too friendly to Russia, so they did. They basically fomented a revolution uh, to topple the government and install a government that would be less friendly to Russia and more friendly to the West. And this is all part of the, 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 the West's efforts for 30 years to take Ukraine away from Russia, to deprive Russia of having the access to the Black Sea for their uh, warm water port. I mean, that's re- basically their only warm water port. So th- that's what this was all about. It was about 
um, it was about the these Ukrainian guys now not realizing that they don't have any friends. So now they need to they need to to hire some people and and get some friends with this new American regime, this new American leaning regime and the new government in in America. Well, how do you do that? Uh, you you hire the the vice president's son. So pretty clear. So now they hire in 2014. In April of 2014, they hire Hunter Biden to be on Burisma, on the board of directors of Burisma, even though Hunter Biden has absolutely no uh, knowledge about this industry, the gas industry, natural gas energy industry whatsoever. 2014, now we have a, an email that says from Vadim Pujarski, um, uh, a Burisma executive, who says, who says, we urgently need your advice of how you can use your influence. So they were, I mean, they hired, it's clear, they hired him for his influence because, because Burisma was, had some characters in it who were previously friendly to the Russians. Now they've toppled the government in, in Ukraine. They've installed this anti-Russian government. And so this anti-Russian government now is, uh, is, is, trying to is investigating um burisma so so burisma of course wants to use joe biden and hunter biden's influence on joe biden to get victor shokin the 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 prosecutor who is investigating burisma fired which is exactly what he does in 2015 pozharski comes to dc to meet with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, apparently. Now, in the email, it seems like he's invited to Washington to meet with both of them. Now, I don't know if there's any confirmation that Joe Biden actually met with Pozharski. That I don't know. But but we do know that in t- later that year, Joe Biden has Victor Shokin, the, the prosecutor, fired. Uh, it actually gets fired. He, he gets fired in March of 2016. But he says he puts the pressure. He basically tells the government of of Ukraine to fire Viktor Shokin. So now in 2016, Vadim Pozharsky opens a a Maltese bank account at the Mal- the, the bank in Malta called Sata Bank for Hunter Biden. Now. And now in uh, in 2019, 2018, Sata Bank is shut down for uh, for money laundering. And the later in 2019, 2020, it's found that the auditors think about 11 billion dollars worth of of suspicious transactions went through Sata Bank. So this is a bank that Hunter Biden. Now, why would Hunter Biden open? Why would anybody have a a bank account in Malta, right? I mean, this is a little, you know, why not have a bank account in the United States and have uh, transfer money into that that account? If the money's legit, why do you need why do you need a Maltese bank account? So, so the 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 allegation is in, in 2017, the FBI, this confidential human source, informed the FBI about all of this. Now, this guy is not Rudy Giuliani. This is some guy who apparently has been feeding information to 
the FBI since the Obama administration. So it's he's he's a long he's been used for a very long time and he's very he's highly credible according to multiple sources. So then in 2020, the FBI interviews him again, and the allegation is that that Mikola um, Zlachevsky bribed uh, the uh, bribed the Bidens and gave the, the Bidens ten million dollars, five million each for five million for Joe, five million for Hunter. Now, uh, now the the confidential human source, the FBI's confidential human source, says that his his source tells him that he was coerced by the Bidens. Basically, the Bidens told him, hey, you better pay us or else uh, we're not going to do this for you. So, so there's clearly there's some, some, uh, something in there that needs to be investigated, but apparently the FBI hasn't really investigated at all, even though they've known about this stuff since 2017. That's the, that's the thing, you know, they've known about all this since at least 2020 and probably 2017. So it's been three years. And then on the very day, finally, three years after they interview this confidential human source and fill out a form about detailing the, the interview, which is they form uh, FD 1023, something like that. Three years later, the Congress finally gets to, to see this document. And, oh, oh, guess what happens on that same day? They arrest Donald Trump. They, they indict Donald Trump on the very same day. So, look, uh, there, there's clearly some shady, shady nonsense going on here. And if we had any actual journalists left in America, maybe somebody might want to look into this. Now, there are some journalists looking into it at places like Revolver News and... Uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, obviously, is uh, has been talking about this a lot. And Dan Bongino has been talking about this a lot. Um, so there are some people talking about it, but nobody on the nobody on the news, on the mainstream news, even Trump himself talked about this, about how um, the, the his indictment dominated the news. And not one second on any of the network news did you hear. Did you hear not even one second's worth of news about uh, Joe Biden's uh, about this this form being finally uh, shown to the the Congress, the Republicans in Congress? So uh, and you've got James Comer, the congressman from Kentucky, leading this investigation. So hopefully and he says it could be up to nine family members, nine Biden family members getting money, who've been getting bribes, basically. So basically, living off of this this uh, pedal influence peddling scheme. I mean, that's what it is. So, and it's all part of you know that's the thing. It's all part of the the effort to to take Ukraine from Russia. It's all part of the effort to flip Ukraine. And and look, you know. You got a guy like Victor Shokin. Look at what a, what the Democrats, the communists, and I say this all the time: Democrats are communists. Look what the, these communists are doing in America. They are 
using the legal system. They know that, you know, you can you can assassinate your political opponents, but that that people might actually realize what you're doing and get mad about it. But the better way to do it is to put them in jail. Yeah, put them in prison. But you need to control the legal system in order to do that. You need the prosecutors. Look at look at the George Soros funded DAs and prosecutors all over the country. Look what they're doing. They're taking over the legal system. They're creating a legal system that will persecute their enemies and reward their friends, or at least, at the very least, leave their friends alone. And they're doing the same thing in Ukraine. That's the same thing. You got you got to get rid of a uh, a prosecutor who isn't on your team. You got to get rid of him. You got to get you got to take control of the legal system. So. So I, you know, look, and there's another part of this whole thing that I want to talk about, and I think that that we have to be careful here because if they do get rid of Joe Biden, if this whole thing blows up and get and they get rid of Joe Biden, keep in mind they're never going to do that unless they have a plan. The Democrats, and I think you're going to find out, you're going to see the flip. You're going to once the media starts asking questions. To real tough questions to Joe Biden, you know the, that they're that what they're going to do is get rid of Joe Biden because I think a lot of Democrats are worried that Joe Biden is going to lose because he's such a terrible candidate, and um, and so I think they want a better candidate, and at least some of them. And once the that the machine, if the the machine may stick with Biden, they may do it. But they may flip and switch to someone else, like Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or somebody like that. But I think that if you if they do that, they want to delay that process as long as possible because they don't want they want their the ideal situation would be for Joe Biden to to drop out or be forced out at the last minute, and then they put a, another Democrat in who for a you know a few months maybe next summer. Maybe like next spring, they, they do the flip, they, they get a new person in, and then all next summer, it's just about how wonderful this guy is, you know, how wonderful Gavin Newsom is, and it's all just vague, happy talk. Remember, that was the genius of, of Barack Obama. That's how Barack Obama won, with vague, happy talk. Nobody really knew that he was a communist, that he was a, a total central planner, a centralizer. Nobody really knew that he, he, you know, I remember this stuff. I remember that uh, election when everybody thought, you know what, this guy, he's, he's pretty reasonable. He's, he talks, you know, he talks a good game. He's very, um, he's very, uh, he, he doesn't give you any real specifics about what he's going to do. It sounds like he's going to work with people. He, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fix things. I'm going to help people. I'm going to work on, you know, reach across the aisle. I'm going to do all this. And it turned out he was a hardcore Marxist and he filled the government with hardcore Marxists in every corner. And that is what the next Democrat will continue doing. I mean, that's what Joe Biden is doing, filling the government with Marxists. Uh, but if you, if they do the flip. They're going to try to delay this as long as possible. So I almost, you know, so I, I think that we have to be careful here because 
um, if they if they succeed in that plan, if we're going to get rid of Biden, we should do it immediately, as soon as possible, so we have the opportunity to go after, really go after, and uh, and sufficiently unmask the next Democrat who's going to take his place, uh, who I'm sure will be an absolute horrible Marxist. But we've got to have time to make the case that this person is horrible, and if if they if they don't if they delay this whole process till next spring maybe next summer and then replace Joe Biden and you know then we're not going to have time to really sufficiently show the world show the American people who this new Democrat really is and what they really want because they won't be they won't have enough you know there won't be enough. Uh, sound bites, and there won't be enough time to question them and ask them, well, what are you really going to do? And uh, and so the only way you're going to find out what they're really going to do is is after they're elected, and then you're going to find out how how horrible they really are, how they're just the absolute worst Marxists, even worse than than Joe Biden. So so that's what uh, so I think we're you know we've got this trap that they're almost they're setting a trap. For Republicans, for the country, really, uh, it's like a it's like a tiger pit, tiger trap, that uh, the American people are going to walk into next next November if they're not careful. So, all right, that's it. That is episode 154. So, if you like this podcast, give me some good ratings, and uh, I will try to get more out sooner, quicker, that kind of stuff. But, you know, like I said, I don't want to do podcast do an episode if i don't really have a good reason or a good topic so all right that's it i will see you on the next one all right bye-bye